The Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Well, good morning to you. It is Thursday, streaming live across the state of Alaska. Uh, on this, your favorite radio station and or translator. Can we use the adjective streaming if we're on a radio station? Broadcasting, I guess. Broadcasting. Transmitting live. Transmitting live across the state of Alaska. Uh, and also, of course, streaming live around the world on the interwebs at MichaelDukeShow.com with the audio-only live stream on Facebook.com slash MichaelDukeShow. On YouTube, on Twitch. We are everywhere this morning. We plan to take over the world. And it's good to uh, good to have you all on board this morning. Thank you for being part of the show today. Uh, it is the Thursday edition, as I mentioned, and um, I've got no guests today. I, you know, was working on a few things and everything else, but it's, whew, man, it's been busy. Yesterday was like a 16 hour day and I'm just I just couldn't I couldn't pull it all off. I'll be first to admit it. Couldn't make it happen. So no guests today. So you know what? I just decided why don't we just throw the Pivotel call in lines open today? Why don't we just throw the lines open and see what comes. There we go. <clears throat> so that's what we're doing right now. 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. We're just going to see what you have to say. And you know what? Any topic today. I mean, it could be politics. And for most of you, I know it will be politics. You want to talk about chemtrails? Somebody in the chat room just said chemtrails. Sure. Why not? I mean, I, you know, let's just turn into Alex Jones or George Norrie or something. I, you know. Whatever. Favorite books, movies, music, tapes. Uh, God, I'm old. Tapes. Not tapes anymore. Discs. No, not records. Not discs. MP3s. Whatever it is. I would just love to hear from you this morning. Um, <clears throat> let's talk about how the fluoride in the water turns the frogs gay. I don't care. I'm just, you know what? I'm feeling footloose and I'm feeling feisty today. Feisty. Uh, so we're going to open up the Pivotel call-in lines at 907-433-3150. Feel free to uh, feel free to just all participants are muted. Oh yeah, that means that the uh, the whole thing is ready to go. The phone lines are ready to go. Uh, Chris is asking about uh, how about we talk about D and D five E fifth edition versus Pathfinder. Um, we could do that if you want to call in and talk about. Just come on, I don't care. Whatever. We could talk about politics, too. I know that's it. You know, it's amazing to watch. Uh, it's amazing to broadcast on radio, as I have done for, well, a long time. Uh, I think this is going on, whew, man, what is this, 34 years now that I've been broadcasting in Radio Total? This show has been on the air for a good 20 
23, 24 of those years. Um, I mean, you know, I, I, but it's always interesting to now in the last four or five years now to be on the radio while at the same time I'm being able to interact with people on like Facebook and YouTube and things like that, because I can see the interest in certain things. And like, I could see something that maybe interests, interests me, whether it's the positivity segment with Chris story, or maybe just the movies and entertainment report with Willie waffle on Fridays. And I could see the viewership just drop off sometimes because apparently all the talk radio people want to talk about is politics Nothing more. So, but I, you know what? I just, some days you just got to let your hair down. I mean, what little hair I have left, I just want to let it down and talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. And we can talk about politics. I'm not, I'm not besmirching that or belittling that. And there are a few things today that I want to talk about that are political in nature, uh, personally, that I'd like to talk about. But uh, I kind of wanted to just see where you're at. And I'm interested to hear any topic that um, that you might want to bring up. And today especially, uh, I'd love to hear from uh, folks who are usually just in the chat room, if they want to feel in, they want to call in, uh, or new callers as well. Because, you know, we've got some great callers, some that call in, <clears throat> you know, nearly every day. But it sure is nice to hear from people who have never picked up the phone. Maybe you've discovered the show recently, and uh, and you know, and haven't uh, and haven't had a chance to call in uh, or whatever. Or maybe you find something that I say, you know, really irritating that you want to tell me about. Whatever it is, I want to give you guys the chance to sound off on those things. But especially new callers or uh, or folks who normally just restrict themselves to the chat room. So yeah. What, 34 years? Yep, I have been broadcasting. I, I broadcast myself first on the radio when I was 15 years old. Uh, and then I did it full-time when I was 18 for almost a year. Uh, and I've been, I've been working in radio for a long time. Long time. So, uh, all right. Uh, let's, um, I guess let's do it. The phone lines are starting to pop already. Uh, here we are. 13 minutes after, ready to jump into it with you, the listeners. And I'm feeling good about it. Let's get into it. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Yeah, this is Ray from North Pole. Hello, Ray. What's on your mind today? You know, I don't think the list of candidates for governor is long enough. I was thinking uh, maybe uh, Jeremy from Kosivov could... uh, jump in there. I mean, he sounds like he's on the right side of things. <laughs> he wants to get it done, huh? I fully expect <laughs> I, I fully expect that uh, that, that race is going to get even a little bit more crowded. I think June 1st is the deadline for the, uh, for the uh, application uh, deadline. So I fully expect that we will probably have a few more candidates. I mean, that's the whole thing with this jungle primary. And the uh, and the ranked choice voting thing. Anybody with a hundred dollars can basically walk in there, and uh, and you know slap their money down and become a candidate. So, I fully expect Ray that those that 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 race will get even larger than it is right now. <laughs> so yeah, I, well, uh, I'd like to thank you for clearing up the mystery of the bibby stick. You know, when I first heard it. Uh, people were asking me what it was. I said, gee, I don't know. And they said, well, take a guess. And I said, well, 
Sounds like one of those ding-a-ling dangler doodads that women carry in their tampon bags, but... So thanks for clearing up that mystery. It's much more useful than that. I will just say it's much more useful in an emergency situation. Although, you know, I've seen plenty of, uh, of, uh, you know, medicine, uh, emergency medicine videos that do talk about the importance of using a tampon for a gunshot wound. So, I mean, I guess it's a toss up as to which might be more important (laughs) in an emergency situation, you know? Um, so that's, that's what happens. I fully expect to see Ray from North Pole's name on the ballot for the upcoming, uh, governor's election, no, right? No, no, I'm too old. <laughs> too old. No such thing as too old in this game. All right. Thank you, Ray. Maybe let's get some reinforcements. Let's get some reinforcements down there for them guys at the Alamo down there in Juneau. Yeah. Well, they definitely need, I think what they need down there is a bunch of long, thin mental suppositories, I think is what they need to flush out some of the, flush out some of the stuff they're dealing with down there. All right, Ray. Well, thank you. Thanks. Thanks so much for calling in this morning. Uh, All right. 433-3150. Fun call to begin with. I love it. Let's, uh, let's keep the, let's keep the ball rolling here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, Mike, Jeff from Homer. Hello. Had a, had a radical thought the other day. <laughs> you, uh, a radical this, thought? This Come on. Coming. <laughs> well, controversial, we'll put All it. All right, okay. What's, uh... <laughs> I like controversy. It stirs everybody up. What's your thought? I'm thinking. So, well, I was thinking about the, the election this, this fall. You know, wouldn't it be cool if they put Trump into, like, the House and he could get Nancy Pelosi's job? Because then we could just impeach Camilla and Biden because they left our borders wide open and basically letting all these people in illegally. And he can be president for two years and then run again in 2024. <laughs> that really piss off some people. But <laughs> well, it'd be, it'd be kind of fun to watch. <laughs> it, well, I, it would definitely be entertaining to watch now. Uh, you know, there's a lot of what ifs in that scenario there. You'd have to, uh, you'd have, yeah, you know, you'd have to guarantee the impeachment of, uh, of Biden and, and Kamala Harris and everything else. And I guess, but it would, I mean, Hey, Jeff, you're right. Totally right. Totally entertaining to watch. I'll bring the popcorn kind of thing. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, me too. Whole tub, you know, exactly. A whole tub of butter popcorn on that one. It's just a good thing to think about, you know, for protection for our guns and stuff. And, and uh, this being firearm, firearms Friday, this would be a good time to bring that up. I want to bring it up the other day, but it's, man, nah, I'm not going to get people too fired up today. But, uh, um, you know, it's it, the whole deal that's going on, I mean, they just, the, the, uh, it's amazing. Um, you know, you, I sat down with a pen and paper and listed it all and went, Holy crap. You know, we got two more years after almost three or two and a half, whatever it is, um, of this in, uh, it's, I don't know how much crazier it could get or, or what could happen next because that's how crazy it is. Usually it's fairly well predictable. They're going to try to take your guns or doing this or doing that. And they'll quiet down and somebody else gets a turn or whatever, you know, but it is just, to watch this and then watching the president with Barack Obama the other day and they wouldn't even talk to him. You know, they had cameras, they got footage. I don't know if you've seen the footage where he's got his hand on Barack's shoulder and Barack doesn't even turn around to talk to him and Camilla's not talking to him. And then he's wandering around after the, the, the meeting and nobody was talking to him. So 
I feel bad for the guy, you know, but uh, just the same. Hey, don't worry. Uh, he won't remember. incredible what they're. Don't remember. Just oh, for, oh, no, he won't remember. Yeah, just don't worry yeah. about it because he won't remember any of the brush-offs, you know, later this afternoon. It'll be oh. it'll be all over, right? No, he's back to normal. But, you know, this this whole deal is is uh, just what a big waste of time is my, my, my honest thoughts on it. And, yep. you know, sometimes you just. You gotta you gotta start laughing because if you don't, you're gonna get too serious about it. <laughs> and, and it is what it is. But it's uh, it's really really amazing to watch this country led by uh, people that just don't give a damn about this country. Yeah, you know our gun rights or, or anything else. You know, I mean, and then they're talking about uh, you know what they can teach these teachers can teach this in school without telling the parents. Like I said, you have full custody of those kids. I did mine. And nobody could even pick them up unless it was me, you know. And uh, uh, that's that's a fact in the court of law. I don't know. They, they they seem to forget all of these people that are doing this that there is a court of law that we've had, and I don't care. It's still there, and we need to abide by that. You know, when a teacher wants to teach that kind of stuff to kindergarten and first graders, no. You know, I, right. I say none in school, period. Right. Keep it out of the damn schools. Just keep it out of the schools. Well, at and, least at least keep it, it out like of the, the at least keep it out of the grade schools. At least keep it out of the lower kindergarten, you know, the the oh. K-, K through 4 oh, yeah. or K through yeah, 5 I mean, or whatever it is. You know, d- don't even don't even yeah. worry about it until they start getting into junior high school and then maybe as you move on to right. high school or middle school, I guess they call it middle school anymore. They don't call it junior high anymore. That's how old I am. Right. Um but you know, they they right. me too. Yeah, so I mean, you know, at least keep it out of there. But you're right; a parent should have a respect. Here's part of the problem, though, Jeff. In my opinion, many parents have abdicated responsibility for teaching their children pretty much anything outside of what they learn in school. Um, and so, whatever's going to come in and try and fill the gap, that's what you're going to see right here. And then those agendas are going to play into it on top of it. But you know, more parents should take responsibility <clears throat> for what they teach their children. Yeah. Um, instead of just I mean, getting, you know, sucked up into everything else that's going on. Right. And, and I mean, you, you're right about the eighth grade because by the eighth grade, you've learned all the bad words and what they mean and all about girls. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, an eighth, you know, an eighth grade dance, the guys are still standing over there and the girls are standing over there, but you know, things like that. And then it right. progresses from there. But, you know, time you get into high school, uh, in a year or so, you're going to be driving a car. Um, you're pretty much, you know, whether your parents talk to you about it or not, you pretty much know things that, that they don't know you know. Well, and hell. Keeping secrets from them and, you know, like summer smoking and, you know, right. this is my this has been my thing. Anytime I've had to testify in front of, oh, way back with marijuana or cigarettes and everything. And guys, you know, there's been cigarettes in school since middle school. Yeah, okay. exactly. And there's been marijuana in school since middle school. Right. Okay. You know, the, the ones that are going to do it are going to do it. They do it all their lives. I know them now. They're still doing it. Um, you know, these are my friends that I grew up with. And get over it. Right. And, but what happens is there's just another drug comes along with it. You right. know, there's always a drug of the day. Well, uh, and things the decade or the year. And I will say this, Jeff, you know? things are much different than we were um 
you know, than when we were younger. Uh, when you were younger, when I was younger, things are much different. I mean, today these are children of the internet, and they know things that would have probably blown our minds by the time we were in sixth or seventh oh. grade. So, I mean, we got to keep that into oh, account. Yeah. We got to keep that into account as well. Jeff, thank you for your call, though. I'm running up against the break. I got a couple more lines on hold. Uh, for folks who want to call in, it is open line, open form. We are taking just any topic, any random topic that you want to chat about. We're talking about it today, uh, and uh, let's uh, let's jump into this and uh, and and be back in just a moment. It is the Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio. Brian makes the point that you never learn everything about women. That's true. That's true. Here I am, 52 years old, still trying to figure out how all that works. All right, we got to go. We'll be back with more of your phone calls, discussions, topics on this open line, open forum day, The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Suppository. The Michael Duke Show. Okay, in the break right now, let's go over to the phones. We had one line hold on, uh, the other one hung up, so let's go over here and we'll see who it is. We'll get him ready for the return to radio. Good morning, who are you and where are you calling from? Hey, good morning. Uh, um, could I be anonymous? Sure, you can be anonymous. A non. I now anonymous just now I just got interior Alaska. Uh, I just got to remember how to spell anonymous. That's that's all. I, that's all I got to <laughs> do. All right, anonymous uh, from from the interior Alaska. Is that what you said? There you go. Yeah. Okay. Well, you hold the line there, anonymous, and we'll be right back to you. Don't go anywhere. Um, there's some other. There were some cool questions coming up in the chat room as well this morning. Um, uh, we see, I got uh, responses from YouTube and Twitch and from, uh, Facebook this morning. Um, Anthony says, and we'll bring this up back when we get back on the air after we take the calls, curious on your thoughts and my fellow viewers on what is inevitably, what is an inevitably extremely rough next winter caused by inflation, loss of revenue, and extremely high cost of heating fuel. Um, Anthony is a, uh, is a, uh, uh, furnace technician and, uh, boiler tech. And he says, I've got folks opting to band-aid repairs and pray to the furnace gods that their systems don't fall apart right now. He said, I'm concerned that there's going to be a lot of folks seriously hurting this upcoming year. And, um, you know, it's interesting that Anthony brings that up because quite honestly, that's one of the reasons why I moved out of the interior, just the stress of. You know, I had my my boiler blew up one one night um, in the mid, you know, like nine, 10 o'clock at night. It blew up. Uh, the boiler was actually out in a in a mudroom uh, in the front of the house. And, uh, you know, it was 30 below or whatever. And the, the cracked wide open. And we had to limp that thing through to the next summer so that I could get a new furnace because, you know, you just basically needed a new furnace at that point. And so I was just 
constantly stressed about that. And then when we bought the, when we uh, did the new furnace, we plumbed the whole thing in and we actually put it out in a, I had a detached garage and we put it out in the detached garage, which I thought was kind of genius because it took a lot of the stuff out of it. But no, it still created more problems because if something went wrong, I didn't know it because I couldn't hear the furnace not running. And so it was just, it's just constant stress, just constant stress. And uh, it was one of the big motivators for me to move further south. Um, I'll be honest, Anthony. I mean, it was 57 below or colder at my house for more than three weeks that last winter we were there. Meaning, I mean, it was 57, 60, 65 below at my house for three weeks solid. And, uh, you know, I burned, I think my my heating oil bill was 1400 bucks, $1,433 for a single month. And at that point, you got to start looking at yourself in the mirror and going, what are you doing? What are you doing? This is insanity. <laughs> what What are you going to do? Uh, so, yeah, we could talk about that. Um, Brian says, got a question. Inside radio, so to speak, how was how has the addition of the video stream changed how you do business? We can talk about that, too. I think that's it. It's fascinating to watch how technologies change. Um, and look at what's going on with most of the major... Um, the big time radio people, you know, Glenn Beck, Dana Lash, uh, all those people, they have all added video streaming to their things. I've been, you know, I've been doing it for six years, started off on Periscope before Facebook had a whole Facebook live thing. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's some crazy stuff that goes on, uh, you know. So yeah, we could talk about there that as well. Um Crazy housing market, outdated voter rolls. These are all things we can talk about, um, and we will. Uh, but uh, you know, and I, I, but I want the callers to steer the steer the boat this morning. So, whatever you want, if you guys want to talk about some of these things, call us up. Uh, Anthony says he remembers that night. He says I was the guy that came out there and MacGyvered that sucker back to life that night. Yeah, we had that sub that was the sealant that they used on nuclear submarines to seal metal together. We poured that in the old boiler and crossed the fingers. And I, that thing lasted for another four months before we pulled it all out. So thank you, Anthony. All right. Um, well, we're jumping back into it. We got the one phone call and we're ready to go. Common sense, liberty based, free thinking. Let's do it. All right, uh, you guys ready to uh, you guys ready to continue? Uh, it is open line, open form today. So I mean, anything you want to talk about, I'll entertain it. I mean, even if it's, I mean, you want to talk about the UFO sightings, right? The the big lights in the sky made national news. Some of these some of these different things. There's some interesting there's some interesting stuff to talk about there. But uh, I, I'd like you to steer it. I don't want to necessarily drive it. So we've got some comments in the chat room that we're going to discuss. But first, let's go over to the phones. Uh, we have a caller who said he'd like to remain anonymous. He's calling from the interior of Alaska. And why not? Let's just do it. Uh, what's on your mind there, sir? What can we do for you? 
Hey, uh, reason not to be anonymous because uh, on a best of talk radio, they don't, they don't let me talk anymore, essentially, because uh, I was talking about how these schools here were teaching gender orientation, and when I went to the school and took pictures of the book, it was called The Fourth Hour. Instead of teaching reading, writing, and arithmetic, they're teaching, um, man, it's almost like pornography. And uh, they're out there having acting out. And I, and the, the school, the parents here petitioned the school board to get that out of our schools, and the school agreed to it. And we need to go back to the school, and um, I don't know if they're agreeing to what they're falling through, but it's happening all over. And um, you know, I'm 68 years old, and I'm still learning, and uh, I follow politics, and I, uh, I'll tell you. Um, if people don't speak up and what's going on, especially with election integrity, um, Alaska could be lost. Uh, I agree that that report needs to be given to Mike and needs to be made available to the public because uh, we're afraid that a foreign country has taken over the DNC and they're controlling our lawmakers and there's some bad stuff happening. Right. What's... Uh, um, look, uh, and we are being invaded, and on some what some governments are doing, they're getting these buses and busing these people to Washington D.C. And maybe that's what our lawmakers need to do here: pay the way to let them to Washington D.C. because uh, they're doing that because they think they can get votes. Right. And that's why these people don't care in our legislature what they do, because they know that they'll probably win this election. Because uh, of this mail-in voting, and the governor, the lieutenant governor, they need to be held responsible. Because that's almost akin to um, election tampering or promoting voter fraud, and that's the most important thing. Attorney General and the Division Board of Elections, you know, they say asking them for uh, justice is, is like, like like asking the appropriate perpetrator of the crime for justice. Right. If people well, don't do something now, it's going to be over. And I'm glad that you're, you know, you're one voice that's not censured. You know, right. That. Well, you, you covered, yeah. yeah. Well, I appreciate that. You look, you've you've covered a lot of different topics. So let me, I guess, let me unpack what uh, what I remember of them so far. Uh, as far far as voter election and voter integrity, I agree it's important. I think you're right, Mike. Uh, Mike Shower should be have get received that uh, report from the OMB office that uh, was produced for Alaskans and all that's been shown so far is a bunch of redacted stuff. Absolutely. We need voter security. We need ballot chain integrity. We need a lot of those things. I mean, a lot of these were issues even before the 2020 election. Of that, there is absolutely no doubt. As far as kids in the school and what we should be teaching them, the parents should be driving what is being taught in the schools. I know that there's a lot of uh, I know that there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, kind of arrogance on the part of school boards and and school people across the country to say, well, we just don't have the expertise to, you know, in this country for 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 years, decades, we taught our own children before the public school systems really became prominent. And uh, and we did OK. You know, it's just it comes back to personal responsibility. And do we need to be teaching our children, you know, the three R's of, you know, you know, the, the three uh the three R's of reading, writing, arithmetic, or do we need to be teaching them about, you know, justice and sex and gender and, and geopolitical. St- I mean, you know, 
that's that's again this is one of the reasons why i homeschooled all my kids as far as borders we should be protecting our borders we should be you know this shouldn't be just a revolving door policy we should have more control of that uh because there are people who really want to come in and hurt us not and i'm not worried about the average guy that just wants to come in and you know pick grapes or apples or do something like that but i am worried about the people who have a political agenda coming through the door and that does worry me so yeah i mean you got a lot of stuff going on there but I agree with you on all of that, um, and uh, I think it's important that we should be paying attention to all of it for sure, and we shouldn't let our politicians run amok with our lives. So uh, anyway, thank you. Know, I'm sorry? Oh, Mike. Mike, uh, you know, one last thing, you know, uh, sometimes you say God help us all. It's true. Uh, we need God's help in Christ Jesus' name because uh, what's happening here is happening all over. And um, we, we, if people don't speak up, uh, you know, bad things might yeah. happen. And uh, well, you know, give it all to God. And, I'll tell you this, my friend. I read the book. I know we win in the end, but I also know that between now, whenever now is, and whenever the end is, that it does get ugly. Even though we do win in the end. So thank you so much for calling in and joining us. Um, it. Somebody, I guess a bunch of people now have responded to the whole UFO thing, didn't you? What I didn't hear about the alien. You didn't see this? I mean, this was like a big white ball of light that was seen, videoed from people all across the interior. It was seen all the way from Fairbanks to Nome. It was this bright halo light in the sky with a vertical line going through it that basically transited the sky. Um there's been some speculation that it may have been a booster stage for a rocket. There are similar pictures coming out of Siberia um, a while ago, back in is it September, October, when the Russians were testing a new, uh, I don't know if it was a ballistic missile or it was some kind of, um, uh, some kind of uh, 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 intermediate range missile, but they had a similar effect. But yeah, I mean, the people were, if you didn't see this, this was, I mean, I don't follow social media and it came up on my feed at least a couple times in the last week. Uh, super interesting to see the pictures were, and the video, the pictures and the videos were pretty astonishing. Now, is it a UFO or is it just man-made stuff? Um, although, you know, there's been a lot more stuff that's been uh, starting to get declassified and uh, yeah, it was hypersonic by the way. Yeah. Um, and, uh, one of the things that was the most interesting thing that I've seen in the, on the UFO side of the world was, um, uh, the declassified documents that were coming out of the department of defense, where you were seeing some of these videos from, um, uh, Navy Aegis, uh, you know, Aegis, uh, uh, picket ships, you know, that have the enormous Aegis radar on them. Uh, that were tracking things and videos from uh, fighters and bombers, surveillance aircraft and drones that were showing uh, different things like unknown objects moving, you know, essentially moving in ways that just defied the laws of physics. Like they'd be moving in one direction at a set amount of speed and they would just like come to an abrupt stop like with almost no deceleration and then shoot off in another direction. Uh, one thing from the Navy I saw that where they had a, 
they were following an object that was roughly looked like a pill or a cigar shape. And they were following it. It was going over the tops of the water at hundreds of miles an hour. And then it stopped and then it dove down under the water and then it came back. At, I mean, just some crazy stuff that you're like, I can't explain that. You're right. You can't explain it. Boy, but definitely one of those things that you go, hmm, things that make you go, hmm. Yeah, no, there's some cool stuff out there. Now, what does it mean? I have no idea. I don't even want to speculate. I don't know. Advanced technology, super secret black book stuff, maybe. Little green men. I don't know. I don't, you know. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't know. But it's kind of cool to watch, isn't it? It's kind of cool to watch. Uh, I mean, like I said, this is where my wife rolls her eyes because she goes, are you going to watch ancient aliens again? I gotta, just because don't you have, you know, I mean, I just love the guys, the narrator's deep voice of ancient alien theorists think that this was caused by aliens. I mean, it's all speculation, but boy, it's a lot of fun, isn't it? I mean, there's got to be a reason that they've got 27 seasons of, or whatever it is of ancient aliens on the history channel. It's it's just fun. It's just fun. There's a lot of stuff. But yeah, Alaska is uh Alaska's got some crazy stuff in there. Like I said, uh even my uh even my mother uh told me about uh, my grandfather seeing, you know, foo fighters out over the f- f- not the not the band, not Dave Grohl and the band. But what they called foo fighters, which are moving lights in the sky, um, you know, out over the range in Alaska. Uh, and not being able to explain what they were. I mean, moving around, you know, who knows? E.T. phone home. It could be anything at this point. Uh, But anyway, it's fun to talk about. Uh, Not that I want to become George Norrie, but it is fun to talk about. There's a reason why people people are, uh, uh, you know, enthralled by that stuff. All right. Well, it's open line, open form. Whatever you want to talk about today, we're going to continue. I got some, um, um, I got some uh, questions from the chat room, some comments from the chat room. A couple of them that have nothing to do with politics that I think would be kind of fun to talk about. Uh, but we will, uh, we'll continue that here in a minute. How about that? We'll, we'll just. I got to go take a break, and then we're going to come back to more phone calls and discussions. We will return. It is the Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio. Broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these uh, entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, my friends. Well, uh, let's see. We got uh, one line on hold, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll let's get the name of this caller before we return to the radio, so we know who they are, and uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll hold them on till we get back. Uh, good morning. Who is this, and where are you calling from? This is Carlene in Kodiak. Oh, man. One of my favorite people in the world. Hello, Carlene. Uh, hold the line, my dear. We will be back to you in just a... Do you spell your name with a C or with a K? 
C. Okay. C A R L N E. Okay. Well, you're my you're my special caller. I always, when I write it down here, I always write it with a K because it's Kodiak and it's Carlene, and I hope you don't mind. But it's just my little affectation to uh, to you here. But uh, we'll be back to you here, Carlene. Don't go anywhere. You're going to be number one in the queue when we get back. Let's go over here. Got another call. Let's get their name. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Dan from North Pole. Hello, Dan from North Pole. Hold the line, my friend. You are number two in the queue, uh, right behind Carlene from Kodiak. You should be honored. You're following Carlene from Kodiak, one of our favorite people. All right. Um, let's, oof, man, people all of a sudden got talking. Uh, let's see. I'm going back here. Um, I remember putting that weird submarine sealant into your old boiler and crossing my fingers. Yeah, me too. Cause all I could think of was, well, it's 30 below and there's not a furnace in this house and this whole place is going to freeze up like a popsicle. So, yeah, and I didn't at that point have a secondary heat source in the house because I'm an idiot. But I'm glad it all worked. Then Chris drags about how his house only burns 400 gallons a year. Shut up. I mean, uh, yeah, that's great, man. Um, good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, Poker Flat shot a rocket off this morning. That was interesting to watch. Ooh, that would be fun. That would be fun. Um... Anybody else waiting for the James Webb or watching the James Webb telescope, waiting for it to come online? I think that's going to be super cool. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Harold says that the light in the sky over Alaska was a Chinese rocket discharging its fuel. A hypersonic Chinese rocket discharging its fuel? I don't know. Maybe. Um Anthony also said he's concerned he's running service calls that two years ago would have cost less, say, 200 bucks, and are now costing customers $500 just in the inflation on the parts. Oh, man, inflation is going to eat our lunch. You know, this transitory inflation is definitely going to eat our lunch on that one. Uh, Rick said he saw the Navy one, the videos of the Navy, uh, 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 you know, blue UFOs. That's, it was a kind of a cool video. There's several videos out there, but the one from the Navy is definitely got some stuff. Gail asks, will somebody please explain what's going on with Carpenter and McCabe yesterday on the house floor? I didn't watch it yesterday. Maybe you can explain it to me, Gail. Maybe Kevin's listening this morning and he can explain it or somebody who is, I'm not in the know. I was, like I said, 16-hour day yesterday. I did not have time to take a breath, let alone to peruse what was going on on Gavel to Gavel. Um, call home ET and use your bivy stick. Hey, I mean, if you could see the sky, well, I guess it would have to be Earth's sky. It couldn't be another planet, but, you know. Uh, I have a friend who saw a meteor pass over. He said, while well, hunting in Idaho, he said it sounded like a jet going over, but it was pretty small, like a softball or a basketball. Unfortunately, he didn't see or hear if it hit the ground. Well, I mean, yeah, it's just so interesting to talk about this kind of stuff. Carlene for state house, somebody says. Carlene should run for state house. I'd vote for Carlene. I think Carlene should run against uh, Louise Stutes. Um, hi, Carlene, we have missed you. Carlene's getting love in the chat room here. Uh, let's see. Even if we get enough votes to get the PFD pack done, leave here, somebody will block it. Um, uh, INCAA is composed of two payloads. 
each one mounted on separate sounding rockets. Small sounding rockets are small launch vehicles designed to ascend space. Sounding rockets are ideal for study brief transient phenomena like aurora. Um, Randy, are you saying that this is what people saw in the sky was the was a sounding rocket? Release vapor trails, colorful chemicals used to the fireworks before reaching its peak altitude. The vapor tracers create visible clouds that researchers from see from the ground, tracing the winds in the natural phenomenon. Huh. Anyway, I'd like to, yeah, I'd like to see what that was all about. Interesting stuff. All right, we are just 30 seconds out right now. 30 seconds out from returning to the Ray Didio. Um, today, Representative Ben Carpenter and Kevin McCabe took action in getting our budget back on tracks. Over the past week, the House Majority Coalition held and delayed our operating budget in House for approximately two weeks while waiting for the spring forecast. Delayed another week while we commend our members' hard work. Policy change should not be proposed in an appropriation bill. Therefore, today's actions of tabling intent language is our attempt at good governance to push the process along to be finished in a timely manner. Okay. All right. Well, if you want to call in on that, Kevin, feel free. All right. Well, we're returning now. You ready to jump into this? We have got uh, some calls on hold, including one of our favorite callers. Uh, we haven't heard from her in a while. She's calling back. This is the darling Carleen from Kodiak. She wanted to sound off this morning, so let's see what she has to say. Good morning, Carleen. What's on your mind, my dear? Oh, several things. And I looked up the word darling before, and it means irreplaceable. That's nice. There you go. But, um, I was at the tire shop and perused the newspapers and came across a Charlie Pierce sighting. There's a whole half page, and it's out of the Fairbanks Daily News Miner, and there's like a six-by-eight photo of Charlie Pierce. So I went over to the mirror and bought a newspaper. But um, in response to the lady that called from uh, the peninsula, the windmills work in Kodiak. My electric bill is 16 to $18 a month. And um, it seems like people that heat with oil, many of them are changing over to electric heat because it's so reasonable. But um, I was listening to the Tony Perkins show last night, and he had on Lieutenant General Jerry Boykin in an interview, and he felt like, no, it was either General Austin or General Mark Milley. There was a clip that the Russia conflict may be measured in years, maybe not decades. It was confusing as to which person was talking, but Doc, um, General Boykin talked about the hypersonic weapons mm -hmm. that China has, Russia has, their hypersonic missiles and rockets, and they fly, fly fast and they fly low. So I was wondering if that's what it is. Well, no, I mean... Uh, the someone in the chat 
Right. The light in the sky was definitely not low. Um, it was way up in the sky. And like I said, they saw it from Fairbanks to Nome. So uh, definitely not that. But yeah, the hypersonic missiles, they have several different variants of it. Um, one is like an anti-carrier, anti-ship missile that's hypersonic. They've got a whole plethora of them. But it's interesting. I haven't heard, Jer I haven't heard uh, General Boykin's name in quite a while. He's an interesting cat. I interviewed him a few years ago. Uh, and he definitely has some interesting things to say, but, uh, yeah, no, it is, it was, it, it, somebody sent me a link here it, during the break, uh, where they were talking about sounding rockets. Sounding rockets are small launch vehicles designed to go into space for a few minutes to measure the atmosphere before falling back to earth. And they actually release vapor tracers, which look like fireworks shows. So maybe that was it. I don't know. It's an interesting thought, though, that's for sure. And I'm glad to see Charlie Pierce is making a splash. Uh, yeah, he was up in Fairbanks. He's been all over the state. He really needs to, uh, I think they really need to get started and get their game going to get more name recognition for Charlie outside of more conservative circles. Um, I'm kind of excited about seeing that. And as far as the electricity goes, Carlene, it would have been great uh, and I'm glad your bill is so low, but it would have been great. But for example, up in the interior, I was talking about, you know, my highest heating bill ever was like $1,400 in a single month. That same month, my electric bill was over $500. Uh, and that was just for, because, you know, the electricity in Fairbanks is for an urban area is extremely high. Uh, so any place that can get cheap electric, electric heat may make sense. Any place that can't get cheap uh, electric, then the heating oil is really... If I had had my house being heated by electric, it probably would have been twice what it was for heating oil. So Alaska's a huge state. You know, you guys are doing well down there in Kodiak. People in the interior, not so much. People in some of the villages, even worse. Uh, the Matsu, I mean... I my house here the highest heating I just went back and looked the other day the highest uh, heating bill that I've had in the last year was two hundred and thirty six dollars for a single month uh, for gas for heat and food and cooking and all that stuff um, and so you know you you can't beat it at that point that was one of the reasons why I moved out of the interior quite honestly the Canaries can do well here because we have a lot of water with the rain cheap water and cheap electric so i think it pays for some of the canneries yeah well hydro and everything you guys have got terror lake and all that stuff i mean there's definitely some yeah. way some things that you guys can that are doing that are helping you out for sure it sure is nice to talk to you thanks we have for, a, i'm sorry go oh, ahead yes no sure. go, you have a what go ahead oh, we have a good there's a good board of directors on the kodiak electric association board yeah, um, they've really looked out after us. And Darren Scott, uh, the manager of KEA, is was in the military, and he's always looking for ways to even lower our electric bill. Yeah, well, Carlene, thank you so much for calling in, my dear. It's good to talk to you. Please don't be a stranger. Uh, all right, let's go over here, Dan in North Pole. He has held on for a while. Dan, what's on your mind, sir? I just wanted. To kind of been a little bit this morning. Um, as you know, our country is slowly slowly going down the slippery slope to almost the worst point of no return. And being Alaskan, we're kind of like the last bastion of freedom besides maybe Texas and Florida. Right. Or maybe uh, Christy Nome, South Dakota. I mean, what, what, what can we do? Number one, the PFD, just talking with 
Carly or Carla from Kodiak, I live in the interior, so I have these large bills. And when they start talking about cutting the BFD, they need to look at everyone in Alaska because things up on the North Slope or out in the villages is very expensive and the interior is very expensive. And it may be cheap in acreage, but they don't they don't get it. You know, give us the PFD, let us invest back into our own economy. <laughs> right. It helps our economy. Right. And also, I need to figure out how, as an Alaskan, we can come together because this new jungle primary, this new voting system is very confusing. We have some very, very important elections coming up in November, and there's no information out there other than what I've seen you put out in a little flyer I got in the mail, which basically explained nothing. So we need to we need to figure out a way, and I don't know. The people need to stand up, demand that they come explain this election process to us because we're less than six weeks away now from the first one. And it's just very confusing, and we got 51 people or 50 people now running for <laughs> Don Young's old seat. Right. So it's you don't know who you're going to get, and I think there's going to be a lot of dark money coming into the state, especially with Perskowski coming up for re-election. I support Kelly. I just don't want to see anything get taken again because of the confusion that they seem to perpetuate all the time just to keep the nation in a state of, I don't know, what Solowski said, never never pass up a crisis for a good opportunity. Right. They've kept us in crisis mode consistently now for almost a year and a half, two years, and we don't hardly hear about COVID anymore. So what what happened to COVID? Was it, did right. it just go away? Is it going to come back before the election? Well, now we got to worry about yeah. World War III, right? That's the next thing we have to worry about. So you're right. Um, you know, you asked early on in the, your comments, you know, what can we do? Um, we can do what I've been saying for years, Dan. We need to pay attention to what's going on at the local level. We can't really fix what's happening at the national level individually. I mean, it's just not, you know, we can exert very little effort and very little pressure here from Alaska. What we can do is pay attention to what goes on in our city councils, what goes on in our borough assemblies. Because those are being used as launching grounds from those on the left to attain higher office. And not only does it allow them to then start craft policy in your local communities, which affects you a lot more than most of the national policies, but it then allows them to springboard into higher office. So we need to be paying attention to what's going on in our own backyards. And you're right on the dividend. I mean, I'll tell you, every one of our dividends that we received when I lived in Fairbanks and I was you know, born and raised, the whole thing, every one of those dividends went to, went to living. You know, when the dividend showed up, we filled the fuel tank, we put new tires on the car, we fixed the furnace, we, you know, got clothes for the kids, we did all that. When I moved down into the Wasilla area, that was the first time in my life I'd ever been able to put dividends into the bank, into savings accounts, so we could use it for a rainy day. And uh, and that was unique. It's just never been done before. Uh, and so, yeah, you're right. Different areas of the state have different effects. So that's 100% for sure. Dan, thank you for calling in. I appreciate you holding so long. We've got two more lines on hold. Let's see if we can get them done before we run out of daylight here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hello? Is that me? It is you. Hello? Yes. It's hard to know. It's very hard to know. Okay. Uh, my name is Eve, and I'm calling from Fairbanks. And I would like to make you and others aware of the fact that in Europe, a committee has formed itself 
also via the internet. It started with a lawyer who uh, uh, practiced both in Germany and in California, so his English is excellent. He has started, as I said, a committee, and they are working with an ever-growing larger group of scientists, lawyers, uh, medical people, people, etc., etc. Um, they are working on a class action suit worldwide, and the people who will be involved as being attacked by this class action suit are a large group among whom are people who can be sued because the pharmaceutical uh, uh, pharmaceuticals cannot be sued. They are free or they, they cannot be litigated. But um, there is a... I should go back. I have spent so many hours uh, because in Europe, of course, it's 10 hours uh, earlier. Right, right. Later, excuse me, so I well, think it's also at night. Anyway, the conclusion has become that this whole pandemic is a fraud. Okay. Uh, Eve, I appreciate you you calling in, but I am up against the clock. I got to go. Hour two, dead ahead, The Michael Duke Show. Okay. Uh, Thank you, Eve, for calling in. I'm sorry we were up against a hard break there. We're uh, top of the hour. I got two more lines on hold. It is open line, open forum. Like I said, anything you want to talk about, we're, we'll we'll throw our hat in the ring on it. Let's get the names of these callers here, and uh, we will start off the next hour with them. Let's go over here first. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Oh, I'm sorry. I had you. I had you turned down. Good morning. Who's you can repeat? Who is this? And where are you calling from? Morning, Michael. It's Kevin McCabe. Hello, Mr. McCabe. Uh, hold the line, my friend. I'm going to, uh, I got to write your name down here because I can't remember anything uh, uh, longer than three seconds sometimes. Uh, we'll go over here. So hold the line, Kevin. I'll be right back to you here. Uh, a caller number two. Good morning, caller. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is this is Denise and Lucilla, but if we need to listen to Kevin, I can call back later. Why don't you do that? Since uh, Kevin is going to be here for a while, why don't you call back uh, after he's done, okay? Thanks, Denise. I appreciate Absolutely. We I- want to hear what he has to say. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. All right. Um, okay. Uh, Putin is fine, as always, making the world change currently. Uh, I don't know exactly what that all means. That's not really a complete uh, sentence in English, so I'm not sure what you mean by that. Um, <clears throat> other than, uh, yeah, still killing civilians, still doing his thing, still still raining, raining bombs all over the place. So, yeah, I guess he's fine as always. All right. Um, Jimmy says, 35 years in the interior, I'm very close to giving up. You know, Jimmy, I made it 45 years, and then the warden offered me parole, so I left. That's just kind of how I love the interior. I love the people. Um, I love the sense of community. Uh, I love the the falls and the springs and the summers. I hate the winters. I just couldn't. I couldn't do it anymore. Just couldn't do it. Like I said, the stress was just too much. Too much. Um. Um. Your expenses aren't part of the considerations for the PFD. Rural and Democrat and rhinos 
uh, only worry about employing jobs that are controlled by unions or nonprofits that couldn't exist in a world that depends on paying their own way. Yeah. That's a heavy burden and responsibility to change the world and rule Russia for the Russia. Again, still not a complete sentence, but I mean, I kind of, I guess I see what you're saying there. Although I don't know how, uh, again, invading another sovereign nation is the ideal of rule, but there you go. Uh, I see Miko, he's saving all the people in Ukraine from themselves. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> saving all those people from the mistakes that they could possibly make by themselves. Uh, but I'm with you, Jimmy. 35 years. I used to used to I used to say all the time, I'll never leave Fairbanks. Um, I would, uh, you know, I. Uh, but eventually, I've just changed that now to I'll never leave Alaska, because now I've seen different parts of Alaska um, that uh, definitely could, uh, you know, m make a difference for sure. If you called Putin a killer, how should I call your presidents who killed millions of innocent civilians worldwide for years? Um, well, I guess you could call us not invading a foreign country, a sovereign, another sovereign nation that didn't attack. So I don't know. I, you know, we could get into it. You obviously, de peacemakers, democracy bringers. No, I never said exp exporting democracy at the point of a gun makes no sense. I've always said that has half the things that we shouldn't be involved in for sure. Uh, peacemakers, I would not say that uh, there's any sovereign nation on the face of the earth right now that's a, that's a peacemaker. I think that's, at this point, I think it's an oxymoron. How do you make peace? How does peace develop at the point of a gun? Uh, I mean, unless you're, I guess if you're defending yourself, you could be argued that you, that was, uh, that was the case. But there is no kind of benevolent peacemaking that can happen at the point of a gun. Um, all right. Uh, Alaska has been my home for 65 years. I have no reason to leave my home. I'm not leaving. I mean, I'm not leaving Alaska, Susie, but I did decide to leave. Uh, I did decide to leave the interior and it was the best thing that I've ever done. I should have done it five years earlier. I had the opportunity five years earlier to do it and I should have done it and I didn't. But, uh, you know, uh, winters have been a lot warmer since you left. And you can thank me for that. I brought all the cold weather with me, apparently. But yeah, winters have not been as bad since I left there. But geez, yeah, you just, the 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 cost is just so, so much. All right. Um, let me, uh, let me uh, go over here. And uh, since we're going to have Kevin on for a few minutes to discuss this, let me let me put his uh, let me put his picture up here just because that's that's how we do around here. Uh, we're about uh, ninety seconds out right now from uh, rejoining the radio, uh, and we will start things off with Kevin McCabe, who uh, did a lot of uh, did a lot of work yesterday on the floor for amendments, and as House District Eight, look at that, got it all fixed. Okay, so we're going to jump into this here in just a hot second with uh, um, with Kevin McCabe, and we're going to get started. Uh, feel free to like and share this video. This is kind of an unusual show today. We're just kind of going all over the place. I haven't even gotten to the thing that I wanted to talk about, which uh, was actually the recall effort in Palmer. I don't know if you've been watching this, 
but it is a, I mean, it is a hot mess what's going on in Palmer. Um, and some, just some blatant law breaking going on and then shrugging like, well, what are you going to do? Uh, so anyway, we might get to that before the end of the show today. Uh, meanwhile, like and share this video, like and follow the show page, open line, open form. We could talk about anything. Kevin McCabe's going to discuss some of the stuff that happened yesterday and we'll be back with more right after these brief beginnings of hour two. Put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Across the world on the interwebs at MichaelDukeShow.com. That's where you'll find us, the stream, the podcast, also on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch TV. Oh, man, so much good stuff coming up. Uh, today, it's open line, open forum. I mean, we just threw the lines open. And then somebody was asking what happened yesterday in the legislature, uh, specifically between Rep. Ben Carpenter and Rep. Uh, Kevin McCabe, what was going on there, what was happening. And I'd be the first to admit that because I'm traveling to Fairbanks today, I was was super busy yesterday. I was like 16 hours of go, go, go. I never had a chance to turn on gavel to gavel, which I do sometimes and leave it on in the background, kind of listening with half an ear to what's going on. I didn't even do anything. So I said, well, maybe somebody else can explain it, or maybe Kevin is listening uh, because Representative McCabe has a tendency to listen to the program from time to time. And he was kind enough to join us this morning to discuss what happened yesterday. Let's bring him on the program. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Michael. How are you? You know, good, good, my friend. So I know that you were the amendment machine back on uh, what uh, Monday or Tuesday, and uh, you were banging through some stuff and trying to get that full PFD passed. You got a, had a couple different iterations and everything else, uh, and nothing. You know, it was no joy in Mudville for team for team uh, R. You know, at that point. Um, but yesterday, apparently some stuff happened. And again, I'll have to apologize because I wasn't paying attention yesterday. So can you fill us in on what went down yesterday in the legislature? And uh, you and Ben put out a press release uh, that uh, that talked about some of the things trying to get the budget back on track. So line out for us what happened yesterday and explain what people people are asking questions in the chat room. So explain what's going on. Sure. So, you know, yesterday or at the beginning of the week there, I think I had nine amendments, two of them I pulled. They were all substantive amendments, the PFD, full PFD, all amendments to do with the budget. I had, uh, while the railroad amendments typically go in the capital budget, we didn't have a capital budget last year. So 
I was told I could put those into the operating budget, and those were all budgetary amendments. There were also in our 87 amendments put in by mostly by uh, minority members. There were a great number of amendments that were just intent language. Some of them didn't belong in there in a, in a uh, capital budget. So um, they weren't substantive. They just said that it's the intent of the legislature that this happened or that happened. I think one of them was the, it's the intent of the legislator, legislature that if um, any abortions are funded by the state of Alaska, the Department of Health and Social Services guy will lose his paycheck. Uh, you know, we'll find him $257,000, whatever he makes. Well, that's it's not my intent. I didn't put those in. Uh, another legislator put those in. But A, they're never going to pass the minority. B, it's intent language so it's in with no enforcement, so it's never going to happen. Those are just sort of statement um statements from a, from one legislator uh and if we passed them it would be from all legislators uh saying that this is what we wanted to happen or this is what we didn't want to happen right those never get followed by anybody they're never enforced <laughs> by anybody and right now we're three weeks behind so uh we uh you know we're being accused of going after representative eastman and that's simply not true there were others that had intent amendments that pulled them. Uh, a good example is uh, Sarah Vance had an intent, uh, intent language said that, that said it's the intent of the legislators or the legislature that no money from the state budget be st spent by the University of Alaska to limit the rights of a student to carry uh, a gun on campus. Well, she was kind enough to pull that amendment because she realized the same thing. We have a budget that is three weeks overdue, and we need to self-police and find a way. The coalition won't do it, so this is a time period where, them, where possibly the minority needs to take over. So right. uh, Ben and I thought if we could self-police and at least put those on the table for now, they're on the table, they can be pulled off. I'm not sure that they ever will be, but they can be pulled off. Uh, we could get to the substantive part of the budget and get it pass through the house so that the senate could get it we probably saved two days worth of talking by tabling uh, those amendments and there's a couple more left to table uh, today so the arguments that people have said that you were uh, uh putting the tongs to uh eastman or kirka so it wasn't an intent directly at them this was an overall just trying to speed the process up because none of this language really matters anyway is that the case i mean were they upset about it or i mean what what's what's the what's the haps there uh well they were they were less upset about it than apparently all of their acolytes were because i'm just getting hammered on uh I don't know what one of those um, accountability websites, what, whatever that is, that's run by the husband of uh, David Eastman's staffer. Um, but um, it's uh, you know it, it is what it is. It, this is this is politics. This is how it works. We didn't get anything. There was no collusion. This was done by the minority. It was done by Ben and I essentially. Uh, we thought and we had talked to a number of our caucus members, most of our caucus members, and our idea was, uh, you know, that really only David doesn't want to pull his amendments so we can get through the substantive portion of the budget and get it passed out. Uh, then our idea was to float this tabling 
and see if people would vote for it. And if they didn't want to table David's amendments, then they wouldn't have voted for it, and and we would have uh, continued to talk about them. So, you know, we some of these had the potential as uh, to we could have debated them each one of them for half a day, and there were uh, David absolutely had the majority of them. Some of them were good. I agreed with them. Some of them I didn't agree with. I think Rep. Kronk has one or two coming up. Uh, uh, so we'll see. I guess 87 the- of those amendments, and I think 85 of them were the minority amendments, and um, I think there were 24 or 25 that were uh, intent language only. Um. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're if we're all we're going to do is basically bloviate for hours on end over an issue that has no power whatsoever, I guess that that makes sense. Um, there were were there any Democratic, um, you know, intent language bills that got tabled on that, or were they not putting any intent language on at all? Well, the Democrats have intent language all over the budget. Uh, it, but it's their budget. They put it together. The coalition put it together. So uh, I didn't put in any amendments to remove any intent language. What we end up having to do as a minority is just vote against the budget if we don't like their their intent language. So a little bit different situation. They had no amendments. That right. That's what I. Language. Yeah, that's what I meant. They had no amendments right. that were. You're tabling all intent language as amendments, but not. Of course, since they didn't have any amendments, there was no amendments to uh, to to shoot down at that point. Is what you're saying? That's correct. And and you know, it's at some point there there are uh, we uh, Rep Eastman uh, have put in some amendments that were decent amendments that might have a, an intent paragraph. We didn't necessarily um, table those. I can't remember which ones we we did here. There was a you know, remove this part of the budget, remove this part of budget. I think it was the election one is actually what it was. Uh, uh, David had a very good bill that said, hey, we want to remove this amount of money and give it to the uh, lieutenant governor, remove this from one spot, give it to the lieutenant governor to use for election investigations. And we didn't table that one, even though it had an intent paragraph saying it's our intent that the lieutenant governor use this for investigation because the intent was tied to an actual budgetary uh, discussion or a budgetary maneuver, if you will, with uh, with money in there. So we didn't table that one. The only one we tabled were the ones where it was a pure intent language. And once again, you, you know, we could pull it off the table. We could all vote to pull it off the table. If David and, and Sarah uh, wanted, I think they rolled Sarah's to the bottom so she could bring it back up. That was her choice, and right. and I'm not sure if Croc will do that or if we'll put it on the table, but, um, you know, certainly if we want to make a caucus decision that we're going to bring it back, we'll, we'll try to bring it back. Yeah, no, it's interesting, and, of course, the problem, part of the problem was, I think, in the perception is that none of the amendments that were, ta- I mean, there was no discussion as to what the substance of some of these were, Um uh, somebody commented in the chat room, it sure would have been nice if there had been a brief summary of what the amendment was. Somebody said uh, it would help if Stutes gave a short summary of the amendment when it was tabled. And then somebody else mentions that you all tabled all of Eastman's amendments one after the other, not knowing what was tabled. But you did know what was tabled. You knew what the content of them were before you tabled them, right? You're not talking about tabling all the amendments, just the ones with intent language. 
Sure, we got all the we got all the amendments on our desk, and and we've read through all of them, and we understand what they all are, and uh, the the procedure was the procedure is the procedure and that's what we followed uh, certainly you can table at any time during a discussion but our intent was just to move them aside so that we can get to the substantive amendments that everybody else has and get through this budget process and then if there's time and there might be time we can attempt to pull them off the table and Harold I am a full PFD guy amendment number one was for a full PFD and I wrote it, and the rest of the folks signed on to it. Right. No. Uh, just ignore. <laughs> pay no attention to the man behind the curtain at this point. I know. Um, yeah. So. Well, uh, there's, there's, no. I'm. Go ahead. I'm being attacked by the pro-life, uh, by the pro-life right to life guy, on uh, the accountability. Uh, I forget. Sa. Sa. Something. Ha. Something. Um, saying that I'm not pro-life and, you know, if you watch the floor session and you watch my vote on that particular uh, amendment that did also have some intent language in it, you'll see that nothing could be further from the truth. Well, hey, exactly, because, I mean, it's being reported right now that you guys all voted uh, uh, to defund the state Medicaid uh, pay- funding for abortion uh, as well, uh, contrary to the, I guess, to the to the law, to, as the courts have decided. But you guys said, we're going to do it anyway. We'll relitigate it. I mean, so, uh, you know, look, everybody's going to be mad about something um, at this point. Right. You guys are trying to do what you're trying to do. And you're right. We could just have grandstanding and bloviating for hours and hours on language that will never be followed. Makes no difference. Has no has no statutory teeth or bind, uh, you know, or binding capa- cap- capability. So, I mean, yeah, let's just get down to the budget. I mean, as it sits right now, by the way, what? <laughs> Uh, Willie says, I've lost track. How much is the current total for the House version of the budget right now? I mean, it's, it's huge, right? Oh, it's uh, like $7 billion. It's right. crazy. <laughs> I mean, last year, last year just under four point five. This year, $7 billion. Man, all that fiscal constraint right. is amazing, right? Right. And, and of course, I mean, I, I had some amendments to, that would have added $400 million to it. I knew they weren't going to pass. Um, but uh, we have got to start uh, finishing our projects, and it was all the rail spur. And especially with the, they're talking now about possibly $9 a gallon for fuel oil in Fairbanks if we could finish that rail spur and work some sort of a, a natural gas cars to Fairbanks. Um, that, that, would be, that would be really good. But yeah. anyways, you know, the, the thing that really bugs me about all this, Michael, is you know, all these conservative groups, the accountability groups, the right to life guy, you know, they, they vote for you. They send you down there to do battle and you go into battle and then they shoot you in the back. You know, I'm already battling with a bunch of, with some liberal socialist folks uh, (laughs) who troll my Facebook page and constantly send me emails. And so I'm battling them at the very front and, and my own folks are shooting me in the back carpenter and myself. So well, look, it look, is kind of frustrating. This is the this is the argument that I've made consistently and constantly over the last twenty years because I've been watching this for the last twenty years. Conservatives are extremely good at circling the wagons and then turning inward and shooting each other. That's all they. I mean, it's, it's you know you're not this enough. You're not for you may be for you may be pro life, but you're not pro life enough. 
You may be pro PFD, but right. you're not pro PFD enough. You know, if it one thing that you could say about the left, they've got the kumbaya down. I mean, they very rarely snipe at each other at all. They all come together like a fist and beat the hell out of us. And the Republicans are all like, oh, who hit me? Oh, you hit me. It's my buddy next door. My other, I'll beat him for a while. I mean, it's just, it's insane. Uh, it's insane to watch this kind of stuff. Um, but this is you know, this is the, the status and state of politics uh, in America. I mean, so divisive, but at the same time, we're even dividing ourselves. We can't come together for that common good. Oh, you're not. The libertarians are also very great. That you're not libertarian enough because you don't support open borders and abortion. I'm sorry. I just don't believe in those right. things. You know, well, you're just not libertarian. So you're not Republican enough. It's just it's crazy. It is. Uh, it's crazy to watch. So where do we go from here today, Kev? We got about a minute. Well, there's going to be. Uh, we're still. We've got some issues on the floor again, and the, the minority is going to have at least one person gone, and I think uh, there's maybe another person uh, missing. So uh, we're going to do what we can with the budget on the floor. I think there was some amendments that we all need to vote on, so those might have to wait till Saturday. Uh, or Sunday, I, I'm not real sure, but we, we're we going to put it on the floor. I don't know if we will spend an entire day on it today. Uh, I think we're up to Amendment uh, 54, somewhere in there. So we have another 30 amendments to get to, um, and we'll work on those and then and then work on our strategy from there. So, um, yeah, I, I, as far as the other piece, I, I agree with you. You know, they, they hire me to do a job, send me down to do a job, and then before I can complete the job, I'm apparently not doing it the way some of the uber conservatives want, so uh, they're just going to shoot me. And my favorite, you know, what I tell every single one of them is I will be the first to contribute to your campaign. Throw your hat in the ring. Absolutely. Put up or shut up, baby. Put up or shut up. That's what it's all about. All right. Well, I appreciate uh, you calling in and uh, clarifying that, Kevin. Thank you for being part of it today and uh, sharing that information with us. And uh, you'll make it. You got broad shoulders. You can take it, big guy. You're you're good to go. We'll uh, we'll talk to you again maybe maybe next week. Okay. All right. Thanks, Michael. And I urge anybody that's got questions, they can always call me. Yep. Um, it's uh, I answer phone calls and emails and everything else. So. Appreciate it. Folks, we're out of time. We got to go. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Uh, all right. We'll give Kevin one final bite since he's still on the line. Kevin, one final bite at the apple here since we're in the break and we're ready to go. Um, uh, you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Somebody just said, well, I can't believe what I'm hearing. List a single campaign promise, Captain. He's been shot in the back. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. You know, again, circling the wagons and shooting inward is it's like the favorite pastime of the GOP. Um, it's, yeah, and you know, it's, it, you know, the, the really funny thing, Michael, is the, the folks who claim to be, uh, you know, ultra, you know, Christian and, and loving and everything else, and all of a sudden their posts on Facebook, public posts are the most nasty posts I've ever seen. You should hear, you should hear the voicemail messages from uh, that we have kept from the uh, the coordinator of the accountability website. I I 
I wouldn't talk like that to a sailor. I mean, I was in the military and I wouldn't talk like that, or especially not leave it on a, on a voicemail. So, right. Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's disheartening to be down here in this place, in this dark uh, swamp, trying to drain the swamp. And, and I guess this is what happened to Trump as well. You know, people, people just shot him in the back, people that he trusted, people that he was working for. And, and, uh, you know, I, I, I almost can't believe he even wanted to run again. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I, I and I've watched this. I've watched this again, this whole, you know, it's like a purity test. You're not, you know, you're not conservative enough. You may be moving the football. You know, it's like you've moved the football, you move the football, you move the football. Maybe it was only a yard. Maybe you made it to first down. Maybe, you you know, maybe you, maybe you were able to do that. But it's never good enough. And again, I think most of these people never realize that it's not just – Kevin McCabe making the decisions. It's not just Mike Shower making the decisions. It's not just Kathy Tilton making the decisions. If it were, some of these things would be fixed probably to these zealots' satisfaction. But they don't realize that you've got to work and play and 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 you know communicate and you know uh, uh, you know concede some ground on some things, take some ground on some other things. I mean, that's the basis of compromise to be able to get it done. But as long as you're moving the football into the right direction, they should be happy. But because you only moved it one yard instead of the full ten yards all by yourself, it's all your fault, and you're evil and are going to hell. Uh, I mean, that's. I mean, right. I've seen some of those comments. I, I like that over the last you know years. I've seen people say things that, yeah, I wouldn't say to my worst enemy, to people who were supposedly their allies. And you just go, you're not helping. You, you're not. I mean, this is not an absolute. There's a difference between the theoretical and the practical, right? You can get people up there beating right. their chests like David Eastman or whoever who are beating their chests and are going to do, I'm just going to do this. You're never going to get me. Okay, great. I mean, I appreciate you standing on principle uh, and demagoguing and doing all this other kind of stuff. But is it helping move the ball in the right direction? No? Well, then maybe you should rethink what, you know, rethink your approach on that. And it's just, there's just no, it's so black and white and the whole world is actually shades of gray. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not talking about taking a stance off something like murder or, or, you know, something super principled. I'm like talking about governance and it it's astonishing to me, the kind of the vitriol that can get thrown inside our own camp. Right. You know, where the drain, the swamp thing originally comes from, right? There's an old saying that says that when you're up to your rear end in uh, alligators, it's hard to remember that the original objective was to drain the swamp. Yeah, no, I, I guess I agree totally. Um, uh, Alaskans may be taking out their abortion ire on the wrong people. What has Dunleavy done? That was a question I just got via text from uh, an anonymous uh, source who I will not name. But, I mean, it's a good question. I mean, you know, what have you done for me lately? At least you tried to move the ball. That's the important part. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's it's crazy stuff. All right. Well, Kevin. Yeah, and, they, you know, one of the things, quickly, real quick, Michael, I know you got to go, but one of the things is people need to watch the floor session for themselves instead of commenting off of somebody else's <laughs> idea of what happened. Absolutely. That absolutely needs to happen. All right, Kevin, thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. We got to go. The Michael Duke show, like it, share this video, like it, follow the show page, uh, subscribe, ring the bell.
<laughs> oh, 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 man. Nothing better than coming back onto the air right as you read a comment that just makes you chuckle repeatedly. Uh, Representative Ben Carpenter in the chat room says, Some are happy to be persistently irrelevant as long as they're fighting something. That's the thing. You know, that's the whole never wrestle with a pig because, you know, pretty soon you realize you both get covered in pig manure and that the pig likes it. That's the, you know, you're right. That's exactly it right there. Um, all right, let's uh, let's uh, continue on. It's open line, open forum today. I still, I've been wanting to talk about this recall effort in Palmer for violations of the Open Meetings Act, and I want to comment on it. But if we don't have time today, we'll pick it up later on. We've got until the 19th to uh, to discuss it. Uh, but it is open line, open forum, and, and any topic, I mean, any topic is fair game. We've talked about UFOs and uh, 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 politics and everything else today. So whatever you want to chat in, let's do it. Let's go back over to the phones, the Pivotel call in line at 433-3150. Let's start over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Michael, this is Ron in North Pole. How are you today? Hello, my friend. What's happening in uh, your little hamlet by uh, by the North Pole there? Well, uh, two interrelated things. Uh, I'm going to ask you maybe to intercede on my behalf with your powerful Google food. Okay. And uh, also to give, perhaps give you grist for tomorrow's meal. Okay. I uh, note on uh, David Kodria's uh, website, he seems to have been kicked off the Internet, at least as far as my limited uh, abilities there go. And maybe you could look into that, and perhaps if you find it to be the case, uh, get hold of him and maybe get a clarification on the air tomorrow. Oh, sure. I mean, his uh, you're saying his blog is down? Is that what's going on? Uh, yeah, he, he, he uh, put up a, po- a post, and uh, I went to one of the uh, keys on it, and it appears it's it says this uh, this site is under uh, scrutiny or investigation or something. So uh, uh, I, he must have gotten in somebody's mess kit somehow. Right. Uh, I see that his uh, I see that his blog is still up as of yesterday, but that he yes. has he had a community standard yeah, and, to, and today. Yeah, but he has a community standard strike against him. He said, uh, "What for? I don't know, oh. but." Maybe we'll see if we can get him on to that talk about it. That would be interesting. Okay, very good. Thanks for the help. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, thank you for uh, calling in, Ron. As always, it's good to uh, good to hear from you. Thank you for being part of it today. All right. Um, all, all the lines are open. So whatever you want to talk about, we'd love to talk to you about it. Feel free to... Uh, uh, feel free to uh, sound off and and uh, and ring us up here on the Pivotel call in line at 907-433-3150 that would be uh, that would be swell if you want to uh, participate in the discussion today and help drive the bus um, I'm gonna have to reach out to David Godria now here and see if he wants to uh, uh, if he wants to uh, come in and be part of it. Uh, but I would like to talk to you for just a hot second about uh, all of the uh, help that I'm getting as a sponsors from our friends over there at Satellite West uh, and the folks at the Bivy Stick. Now, we've been jokingly commenting on the Bivy Stick all morning, 
but this is just a super cool little device. It's a half the size of your cell phone. Uh, you know, it's like two inches by four inches, and it connects to your phone via Bluetooth, right? So you Bluetooth it to your phone. You download the Piv- the Bivy app, and once you do that and they connect, your phone is now a satellite communications device, meaning you could send text messages or emails from anywhere in the world that you could see the sky. It uses the Iridium satellite cell phone network. Now, it doesn't turn, or a satellite phone network. It doesn't turn your cell phone into a satellite phone. You don't get voice, but you can send texts. You can send emails. You can download, uh, you know, weather forecasts, regular forecasts, and aviation forecasts, and marine forecasts. You can get all the mapping features that you need. Uh, And more importantly, it allows you to report your location to anybody you want. You can put them, you know, put pins down on a map. at specific intervals, you know, eight minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, two minutes apart. So if somebody's tracking your progress as you're hunting or fishing or boating or hiking or flying or whatever, it does all those things. You've got a little check-in button on it that you just mash it once and it sends a pre-written text message that says, you know, hey, I'm okay. Here's where I am. And it drops the pin location when you do it. It's also got a little red button on it that when you flip open the cover and you push it, it sends a message that you've pre-written to whoever you've decided to send it to that says, I'm hurt and I need help. I've fallen and I can't get up, whatever it is, with the location of where you're at. Uh, I mean, this is the perfect thing for first responders, for hunters, for fishermen, for snow machiners, ATVers, trekkers, hikers, bikers, doctors, truck drivers, Avon ladies, soccer moms, whoever needs one, this is it. And of course, in today's world, as uncertain as today's world is, you just never know. We had that quake back in 2018. I couldn't get through on the cell phones for a while. Why? Well, a combination of cellular congestion, everybody and their mothers trying to call everybody else, and some of the towers going down because of the earthquake. And if I had had a bivy stick, it would be easy to send text messages to people to let them know that we were okay. Right? That's what it's all about. Uh, it's uh, And, oh, the best part about this whole thing is it's only $199. This should be an integral part of your emergency kit. Uh, You should have one. I bought one for my wife to put in her car so that she could have it in her glove box. So if something happens and we're, because, you know, we go to Anchorage quite frequently from here in Wasilla, that's a 50-mile drive, 60-mile drive, you know. So I want to know where she's at. Is she okay? Is everything going well? So check out the bivy stick. They got plans starting as low as 14 bucks a month. Uh, for the uh, and th- and if you don't use those credits, they can roll over. I've got the unlimited plan, meaning I can send as many text messages and emails as I want, and and that's it's that's good. Forty five bucks a month. So check it out, the Bivy Stick. You can find out more at satellitewest.com, or you can go over to your local dealer in your community. They are everywhere. Their local Satellite West dealer. Uh, and Arctic Fire and Safety in Fairbanks or South Central Radar on the Spit in Homer, Safe and Sound in Wasilla, Anchorage, or Soldotna, Kodiak is Radar, Alaska, Communications North and Seward, and Dutch Harbor is Lundy Marine Electronics. Thank you to Bivy Stick. Thank you so much for sponsoring. I'm driving up to Fairbanks today, and my Bivy Stick will be in my pocket, just in case. That's what it's all about. 
Um, all right, let's um, let's go over here and uh, continue to take some phone calls to see what you guys have to say as we uh, run this segment down. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, this, this is Craig in Fairbanks. Michael, how are you? Hello, my friend. What's happening? Oh, I just wanted to share something we did here. I, I uh, up in Fairbanks, it got a little bit of uh, attention and uh, pushback. So last Friday, I uh, was interviewed by Glenner, and then it was played on Problem Corner. Of course, we're a local boat dealer up here. Um, but uh, so uh, I had mentioned a, a proposal I'd uh, submitted to the borough and set up with the uh, public public response, a uh, uh, public hearing. Uh, public comment on the 27th of April, uh, and this was uh, this was I'm the, I'm the head of the new the Interior Motor Boating Association, and I was right. proposing that um, the main Chena River um, restrict non-motorized boats, so it was uh, any any floating you know rafts, canoes, paddleboards would have to go above Fort Wainwright or below Pike's Landing, just from a safety issue. There's so many of them, and the calls came in, and people were furious. And, uh, of course, this was April Fool's Day. This was, was just, last Friday. I was just okay. going to say, Compo, you know <laughs> how to stir the I'm pot. I'm telling you, Mike, yeah, the people should have known it was it was fake. But it it was a five-minute interview. It was incredibly realistic. Glenner played along. And, and you, know, I, you know, I made the case that, look, boaters pay a registration fee. Floaters don't. Um, you know, they come down the river on a hot Saturday, and they're just, you know, 30 of them. you got to get off step, and then you got to idle through them and get back on step. That costs a lot of money to have to come back on step. People called in and they were, they were livid. And of course, Dave Pruz said, finally, one, one caller was about to come through the phone line at me. Uh, he said, uh, you know, Ray, he goes, what's today? He goes, well, it's the first of April. And he says, uh, well, that's April Fool's Day. And pause and then, oh my God. <laughs> so, so we had a lot of fun with it, but, I, but, but, but what happened was it was kind of a test people are passionate about their ability to recreate. And yeah. that's, that's really important. You know, if you just take it for granted, it's going to, it's going to go away. Uh, the government will take as they have, they'll limit, you know, 85% of the state of Alaska, basically, or whatever it is. All, I think we've got 21% left, 22% to recreate on. Um, so that's, um, that's just something that I wanted to share. Uh, we did it as kind of a, a, a prank, but it really, fired the folks up i mean we had an ordinance number we had a hearing date and we, had, we had everything so so anyway just wanted to thank the people in fairbanks for for being passionate about their outdoor uh uh, opportunities. Oh boy! Between you and Satterberg, uh, uh, for three, <laughs> three, for three or four years, Satterberg and I would do that every April Fools. He'd come on the program with some kind of crazy, wacky thing, and I'd be like, "Oh yeah, that sounds great. Oh, that sounds good." And people would lose. Again, it's April Fools. Nobody seems to remember that. I mean, don't trust anything on the internet, but especially on April first, don't trust anything on the internet. Uh, but yeah, no, it's that's 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 good on you now you're going to be out at the uh, outdoor show this weekend and you got some cool new stuff coming up uh yeah you want to tease it real quick i got like a minute yeah i i, I do not only uh compos are you know we've got our booth with our four wheelers and so forth our normal thing we're sponsoring the outdoor show this year um we've got a new company speaking of satterberg he's involved with it and uh, a couple other guys that uh went back to uh, nashville and played at a uh, went to a place called whiskey shot the whiskey shot it's a it's a bar and restaurant and they have these really new high-tech shooting simulators right. that you can you can have a cold beer and, and shoot zombies. You can uh, do a Wild West, you know, the gunslinger 
deal. You go to the they, they have situations where they have home invasion scenarios. They have um, it's just incredible the selection of scenarios they have. Movie theater shootings. They have all these different kinds of things, and it's really designed for law enforcement. There's, right. There's scenarios where you can it's the shoot or no shoot. Yeah, but but like uh, home invasion, you know, you got somebody coming through your window. It's great Mother's Day gift, right? I mean, women that want to practice home defense without, you know, how else do you do that, Mike? Right, <laughs> right? exactly. You know, so you get the adrenaline going and you get the you score. So it's all laser airsoft, right? But it's it's got recoil. It's got the sound system. It's in the it's in the seminar room at the Carlson Center. So anyway, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's a company called Shooters. And it's uh, they're firing up um, April fifteenth at the Roundup Steakhouse, but we're gonna we're gonna have demos at the at the outdoor show. I encourage people well, to be, be, stop by and yeah. And, you know, I've used uh, I've used really this cool. I've used these simulators before. There's one down here in Wasilla. One of my friends has one uh, at her uh, at her uh, uh, range, and it is amazingly, boy, you're you, you get into it because it is lifelike, and your adrenaline starts pumping, and it is, uh, yeah, it's the closest thing you can get to an active shooter situation without actually being in one. It's uh, some pretty amazing stuff. So I'm looking That's forward. Right. To, you better better reserve me some time to go test out on that thing. It'll be fun to to do that. So, um, all we, we will, Mike. And listen, I got a bunch of I got a bunch of certificates for free use for you to, to as gifts for uh, for the uh, people that go to the uh, Carlson shows. Oh man, show. so, fantastic! So, uh, remind well, me to hit you up when you come up. We uh, we yeah. might we might get a chance to do a a, a firearms Friday segment on this too. So let's uh, let's talk about that. All yeah. right. Well, thank you. Uh, well, not only that, uh-huh. yeah, we're. we're going to be advertising on that show i, I talked to the guys up here so we'll okay. be uh, it's a great venue for us we love the show good good deal all right well thank you my friend it's good to hear from you thanks for sharing your april fool's joke with us uh we appreciate it okay folks uh, i gotta go i do have some calls on hold we're going to take those calls we're going to uh continue here in a moment don't go anywhere the michael duke show common sense liberty base free thinking radio If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, uh, in the break, you guys have been uh, vociferous in the chat room talking about things. Uh, Looks like we cleared out all the lines. So let me real quickly, while I'm thinking about it, let me uh, let me send a message to David Codria and see if I can uh, uh, get him. Whoops. Come on. Um, see if I can get him on the program tomorrow on the program. We're already going to have Chris Chang, uh, top shop champion uh, from season four. He's going to be joining us. But um, we'll see what's going on. Um, hey there. Want to come on tomorrow to discuss your violation of the community guidelines? I mean, that's a compelling ask, right? I mean, that's what uh, that's that's a that's a good thing right there. All right, so I've sent the message to David Codria. <clears throat> maybe we'll have uh, maybe we'll get Compo back on tomorrow to talk more about that as well. Uh, okay, let me scroll back through this. Millions of things you guys have been talking about. Um, Dems, never, uh, Dems never show their cards in public, and they don't shoot inside the circle. That's true. Um, 
It's more like boiling frogs circling the wagons and shooting inwards. <laughs> Hang in there, Kevin. You're doing a great job. We'll support you, says Terry. Um, Kevin, I enjoy watching on the floor. You're smooth, a great chess player, articulate with hints of sarcasm. Uh, as a conservative Republican, says Michael, we need to pay back the CBR and keep the budget flat and pay our entire statutory PFD. Less government makes a strong economy and curbs inflation. Those are all lofty goals, and I uh, 100% agree with you. Absolutely. Um, Harold says you block everyone like Shower, the other freedom fighter. Well, if you weren't so offensive and uh, and just cantankerous, Harold, that probably wouldn't happen. Uh, you notice you're not blocked on this program still even though you just the asininity just flows out of your mouth all the time. But, you know, that's okay. Uh, let's see. Why is there no commenting on your page? I don't know. That's up to Kevin McCabe to figure out. Mr. McCabe, you're right. That is terrible. Thank you for your service. Uh, Colleen says Eastman is a political grandstander, never gets anything done, loves his camera time. <laughs> uh, McCabe is a statesman through and through. Uh, putting legislators on a pedestal isn't what we do in Alaska. Get busy. I didn't think anybody put a legislator on a pedestal, but, you know, uh, hearsay is a killer. Um, uh, so blah, blah, blah. Kevin's attempt to implement every campaign promise. It's the minority who stops many in Kevin's attempted to implement every campaign promise. It's the minority who stops many in fulfilling their attempts. Yeah. Um, uh, Amendment 43. Tiffany Zulkowski only worried about how much would be lost in matching funds from the feds by eliminating the $350,000 for state funding of abortion. Uh, they want the money. They want the money. Um, I understand conceding ground here and there, but too many Republicans concede every time one side concedes while the other doesn't, and they're able to get their way every time because they stick together firmly with no concessions. It's a weak spot, in my opinion, says Jill. I mean, this is what we talked about yesterday uh, a little bit with Shower, where, you know, uh, finally the Republicans said, look, if we can't get the statutory, at least we'll concede, we'll we'll compromise and go to the 50-50 PFD. And the Democrats went, oh, compromise to 50-50? Well, our compromise is 75-25. That's not, I mean, this, we, we met you halfway. That doesn't mean that we keep coming, but it's insane. Um... I thought he explained intent language issues that tabled. I thought he explained the intent language issue that was tabled. Um, did I miss something? Okay. You guys are like, whew. Uh, where do you see this housing market in Alaska going in the next few years? Well, I guess that's dependent on region, I guess I would say. Um, I mean, the the housing market in Anchorage is on fire. The housing market down on the peninsula is on fire. Fairbanks, not so much. Um, uh, I, you know, Fairbanks is still. I mean, they're doing well, but it's not not nearly like it is in the valley. It's just it's insane the growth that's going on down there. I foresee that the housing market will continue to remain uh, strong as a seller's market for the next at least for the next couple of years. Uh, Chris Story would be much better suited to answer this than I am, but that's my that's my hot take on it for the moment. Um, so, uh, let's see, uh, what are you doing in Fairbanks? I'm going to attend the outdoor show and the, uh, interior Alaska gun show. Um, uh, I'm scrolling through here. Kevin is thin skinned and blocks anyone's for simple questions or opposing thoughts. Okay. Um, 
blah, blah, blah. A picture of Jeffrey Dahmer will get you put in the penalty box. A picture of Jeffrey Dahmer, says Brian. Did you use Jeffrey Dahmer as a profile picture? That's probably not a good idea. Uh, Michael Dukes for U.S. Congress? Please. Are you insane? Are you in? Jim, is asininity a real word? Yes. I have deemed that it's a real word. So, therefore, it is. Because that's it. All right. <clears throat> we got to um, we got to go. Uh, we're going to continue on the Michael Duke show. Common sense radio. Sorry, I got distracted for a second. <clears throat> Looks like we just nailed down David Codria. For the program tomorrow morning, 6.24 a.m., David Codria will be joining us. Chris Chang, Top Shot champion, will be with us in uh, hour two. And then, of course, you know him, Willie Waffle, will be joining us. <clears throat> so tomorrow, already buck full of, uh, of stuff tomorrow for Firearms Friday. Looking forward to that. As well, one final segment of the program today. Uh, one final, and the chat room has been on fire today. Just all kinds of stuff going back and forth. And yes, we are slightly circling the wagons and still shooting each other in the chat room. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be crazy. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, was there? Blah, blah 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 blah. Okay. Well, phone lines are still open. I guess I should start with that because. I are a radio professional. Uh, we're going to uh, start with the uh, phone lines. If you would like to sound off, um, <clears throat> uh, feel free to give us a call on the Pivot Tail call in line at 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. Our final segment to discuss these things um, and uh, talk about whatever we want to talk about. Today's just been a full round of just raw, open, open line, open form. And people have talked about everything from the the, the pandemic being a, a complete and total hoax to UFOs to uh, politics. Of course, you knew that was going to come out. Favorite books. No, we didn't get to favorite books. I, I still got a comment on that. I have been re-reading... <clears throat> I guess technically I should be saying re-listening to my favorite fantasy series of all time, which is the Wheel of Time. I started it after watching the majorly disappointing show from Amazon, the Wheel of Time show on Amazon, which was a total train wreck and should be burned. I'm just, you should just take every copy of the negative and burn it now, but Okay, so I started re-listening to the story, and I am down to the last, uh, I'm into the last two books now, which is uh, saying something, since every one of those books is 25 to 20, this last, this one's 32, let me tell, I tell you on my phone right now, because I'm listening to them, not reading, but this, this, uh, I'm on book uh, 11 of, I'm on book 12 of uh, 14, this one is uh, 32 hours long, all right, so it's a, it's a commitment, but I'm willing to do it. 
So that's a good one today if you want to talk about uh, books and, and everything else. But I, I guess I should go back to politics because everybody's eyes start to glaze over if we don't talk about politics <clears throat> every minute of every day. Even though <clears throat> usually uh, after the show is done, I, uh, I probably only really think about politics once or twice. And usually that's to try and update what I'm thinking about the local, uh, the latest news. And then who am I going to bring on the show to discuss it? Um, but here's what I really wanted to talk about today. I got, I don't have a whole lot of time, so we'll probably revisit this maybe on Monday, but the city of Palmer is holding a special election on April the 19th. And that election is going to decide if three members of the city council should be recalled. Now, some are calling these folks the keyboard cabal. Uh, why? Well, because these three, well, actually there were four to begin with. Uh, all kind of campaigned on their liberal woke credentials, and they were part of a Facebook group, a private Facebook group called Matsu Moms for Social Justice, right? Now, this was a private group. Apparently, you had to get invited to get in. And these three, well, the four, the fourth one was unelected this last cycle, but the four of them were accused of holding secret discussions in these in this Facebook group. Uh, anyone who disagreed with them in the group was removed. Anyone who questioned the legalities of the discussions were also removed. That fourth council member who engaged in the secret discussions was uh, Julie uh, uh, Berberick. Uh, the three who remain on the council, Sabrina Combs, Brian Daniels, Jill Valerius, and uh, the group was discussing things like mask mandates, the use of COVID-19 relief funds, how to use them, how to get more progressives on boards and commissions, and an anti-police ordinance. These are all some of the things that they were discussing. These and other items were, were coming before the council. They were discussed ahead of time without the knowledge of the other council members. Now, the... Uh, the council members who are being recalled saying, oh, this is a smear. This has nothing to do with us. This has, you know, oh, we're not, you know, we're just, this is, this is something little. This is, I, I don't think, I think this is a petty recall. Now, having served on a borough assembly, I can tell you that the first thing they do after you get elected is you get to, you get to go to um, new um, new elected, it's an elected officials orientation. So new, and they send, you know, sometimes it's in June. I, mine was in Juno. They sent me to Juno and you go through two or three days of seminars on how you can, how you act as an elected official in the legal sense of the term, right? What you can do, what you can't do. And they spend several hours going over the open meetings act that talks about, you know, what, how you could talk about things in what ways, in what venues, and this is very obviously a violation of the Open Meetings Act. When you've got four of a seven-member council coming together and discussing things, substantive things, and then, you know, again, jettisoning people from the room and, and doing everything else, it is very obvious that this is a violation of the Open Meetings Act. I mean, there's just no two ways about it. But these people are like, oh, well, it doesn't really matter. This, this is just petty. I don't think we need these petty recalls. 
Uh, you know, this is a massive waste of our time, our resources, our money. If you really, especially on an issue like this, if you don't like it, just run against us. We don't need to be wasting time and money on this, even though you broke the law. The law. You broke the law. But if you don't like it, just, uh, you know, just run against us. I mean, what? I mean, what? Uh, one of them said he feels like the national partisan politics have gained a voice on the local council discussions and have helped fuel the recall. Oh, there's been a lot of outside voices influencing this. Um, you, you, I don't care which way you slice it. It's very obvious that you broke the law here. I mean, blatantly obvious. We've had the Fairbanks North Star Borough Assembly got, I mean, I remember they got dinged about 25 years ago because there were three members or four, three members. Because you, in Fairbanks on the assembly, when they had uh, the nine member assembly, any, you could only discuss your stuff with one other person, essentially. You started getting three or more, and all of a sudden you're violating the Open Meetings Act. And you, you know, that's a no no. And they already, somebody got dinged on that here about 25 years ago for doing that. But this guy's just, these people are just so blasé, like, oh, this is just petty. You want us to follow the law? I mean, look at the legislature. They're not following the law. Why should we have to follow the law? <laughs> so what? I, mean, I guess it's petty to ask you to follow the law. That's all there is to it. All right, tomorrow's Firearms Friday, folks. We're out of time for today. I hope you have a good one. Enjoy the sunshine. Live well. Love one another. Be kind. We'll see you tomorrow. Special people do not like the law. Yeah, that's pretty much uh, that's that's pretty much it right there. <laughs> Special people do not like the law. Don't make me do it. All right, um, we gotta go. We gotta get out of here. Thank you for coming on board. Thank you for being part of it. Uh, we love having you on. We will see you. Tomorrow, The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio.
we've shed our terrestrial radio skin, and now we are slimy lizard internet people. It's the Michael Duke Show. <laughs> 